Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. My name is Dave and I'm the host for this show, and uh, on our last episode, we talked with my friend and our brother in Christ, Reagan Rose, about stewardship and having a plan for stewardship. And following on the heels of that episode, I thought it would be good to do another episode talking a little bit more about this topic and give some practical advice on pursuing productivity with excellence to the glory of God. Now, before we get to that practical advice, I want to give a very brief rundown on what Scripture says about our pursuit of of productivity. And this is so important because, you know, giving practical advice is great, but uh, Scripture has so much to say about how we live, how we conduct ourselves at our job, how we work um, as we're at work. In fact, We need to say that the Bible's view of work is vastly different from our culture's view. Our culture says that, you know what, work is for self-fulfillment. And yet, Scripture is crystal clear that our work is to glorify God in Colossians 3, 17 and 23. Our culture says, you know what, just make as much money as you can while you're here. And yet, Scripture says that we are to pursue eternal treasures rather than earthly ones and Matthew 6, 19 through 20. Our culture thinks that worship is what Christians do for an hour each Sunday. and this, But Scripture says that we can do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, and we are to give thanks to God the Father through him in Colossians three seventeen. So whether you're at work or someplace else, you have the opportunity to worship God at work through your attitude, through your witness, through your work habits, and by what you produce. We need to be people who take our work very seriously and seek to be as productive as we can to the glory of God. Your work and your productivity matter matter, uh, significantly in the eyes of God. That goes for every job that you have. If, If you work at a fast food joint, do that to the glory of God. If you're a janitor, do that to the glory of God. If you're a lawyer, do that to the glory of God. If you're an IT technician, do that to the glory of God. Uh, And on and on and on. Working productively allows you to honor God by maximizing your time to do more good works for the glory of God. This is what Christian productivity is all about. And so undergirding these ideas that we're talking about even already are several foundational truths and understanding what Scripture says about productivity. Now, I'm praying that the Lord will use these verses in your life to help you to think about what does it mean for me as a Christian to do all for the glory of God. First, recognize that God created you to be productive. Genesis 1.28 says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Next, know that God requires a return on your life. 
the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, 14 through 30, it tells us that Jesus wants us to make the best use of our time for his sake. Matthew 25, 24 says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Seek after living productively because this is vital in the eyes of God. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Acting in God's power, work for the peace and the prosperity of all. Jeremiah 29 7 says, But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare you find your welfare. Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Next, recognize that doing good works is how God describes being productive. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Work your hardest in all you do for the glory of God, and you'll be rewarded. Colossians 3.23-24 says, Whatever you do, work heartily for, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. First Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Make loving God and loving others a motivating factor in all of your work that you do and in all of life. Matthew 22, 37-40 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your soul. This is a great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Seek to be as wise and effective as you can be at what God has called you to do. Proverbs 6, 6-8 says, Go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in the summer and gathers her food in harvest. You need to fight laziness. It only makes life harder and is destructive. Proverbs 18, 9 says, Whoever is slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys. Seek a d- deeper understanding of the grace of God revealed in the scripture because that cultivates productivity. Uh, Titus 3, 4 through 8 says this, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things, so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for all people. Continually renew your mind with the word to help you follow God's will for what you should accomplish. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, um, over the years, I have been very blessed uh, to be doing ministry. Uh, Coming up here August 2nd, I'll be doing ministry uh, through Servants of Grace and in, in the local church in various ways. 
uh, for 23 years. That's a long time. Uh, I'm 42. Um, I'm going to be 43 in February. And, you know, over the years, I've had to think through these things, not only uh, as a matter of practical importance for my own life, but actually so that I can continue to do these things. Uh, over the years, I've also been very blessed to be able to help others uh, and, and talk with them about the things that I've learned about, you know, making sure that I take care of myself and and so much, so much more. So some of these things you probably have heard me say at one time or another, uh, perhaps on the show, in talking about productivity. Um, so if you've heard these things, let this be a reminder. But um, I, I do end up talking a lot with different ministry leaders and even pastors about these things. And so I'm hoping if you're a ministry, this will be really helpful because some of these things will help you in your own ministry. Uh, they'll help you to stay focused on 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 the Lord. They'll, they'll help you to stay focused in your growth and maturity in Christ, and they'll help you to be productive for God's glory. But wherever you're at, whether you're in ministry or you're in a vocational ministry or you're in a, have a secular job, the important thing is, is all of us, we, we gather together on the Lord's Day under and around by the Word of God preached by a biblically qualified male pastor. But then we scatter to our various vocations, and whether that is you're a home, you're a homeschool mom, you're you're a stay-at-home mom, um, or or you go out in, into a secular vocation or or something else. The point is, is all of us need help in this area. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, in my twenties, I in my twenties especially, I I burned out. In my early thirties, I burned out. Um, I almost did not make it back the last time. Uh, from burning out. And one of the reasons was, is I, I a lot of these things that I'm going to share, I needed to really implement these things into my, into my life, into my thinking. And so I, I went about studying productivity uh, and, and a number of fr- talking with a number of friends who I'm going to recommend some uh, one, one, especially at the end who helped me in a tremendous way to think through these things even more. And he and I have become really good friends now. And so I, I am thankful for that. Here's some keys for you. Uh, be disciplined for the glory of God. Uh, 1 Timothy 4, 7-8 says, Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Now, not everybody has um, uh, the kind of ministry or uh, responsibilities that I do. Some of you might just think, well, you're, you just podcast. And I podcast a lot, Monday through Friday. But podcasting is not the only thing I do. In, in addition to podcasting Monday through Friday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a little bit, give you a little insight. And again, I, I, I say these things just to say, these are things I'm doing every day. Um, in addition uh, to podcasting, most of you know I'm an author, but, I, but I'm also a very seasoned writer. Um, I, I have written for uh, nearly every major publication except uh, for Desiring God and Ligonier in our space. I, I no longer really write for very many places due to 
my time and how busy I am. Um, but in addition to uh, being a seasoned writer, I'm also a seasoned editor. Um, I serve as the executive director of Servants of Grace, which means I oversee all of our articles, all the content uh, at some time or another that's posted on Servants of Grace. Uh, I read it. Um, I'm the one that clicks publish on all of it. So if you have a problem ultimately at the end of the day with what we publish, you should let me know and let's talk about it. But I also serve as the executive editor of Theology for Life magazine. That is our digital magazine that comes out once a quarter. And we're aiming there to really hit uh, the minister and speak to, I should say, the average Christian. And so we've been, my wife and I have been doing this uh, magazine since 2014. And uh, the Lord has been, we're coming up here next year, next April, actually 10 years of doing that. It is, it is amazing. So we'll probably have to do an episode on that next April, but uh, stay tuned for that. But be disciplined. So my schedule is a little different depending on the average day. Basically, I have two blocks of time. One is 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. to noon. And there I'm, I'm, going, I'm sharing posts on social media that have gone out for the day. Um, I'm making uh, social media graphics and those things. I'm going over posts one more time, maybe even listening to an episode that's going to go out uh, just to make sure it sounds and looks good. Um, uh, and then after I'm do- usually done with that, uh, I'll go over, I'll go over my email and then I shut, I usually shut my email down, um, until lunch and then answer it. And then I don't open it up usually until the next day, unless something comes through and I see it in my phone when I take a break. Um, and then I'll open it and I'll answer it. Um, in the afternoon, I am usually, uh, writing. So writing books, um, work, working on articles for the magazine. I usually block out uh, about an hour or so a day. Uh, I don't always, I'm not always successful on this, but for recording. So I'll record episodes of Warriors of Grace, our manhood podcast, or I'll be recording a Bible study through um, the, the book of Psalms like I'm doing right now, or I'll be answering a whole swath of questions that have come in for that particular month. And so I, I tend to do that in batches. Um, a little bit every day, I break it up and that helps me. I'll also, uh, in the morning, I'll also video edit and work on episodes, um, as well. Uh, in the, in in the afternoon, I'll, you know, obviously record and write books and whatever else ends up coming, but usually they'll, they'll be sprinkled in there in the morning or afternoon and interview either where I'm being interviewed or I'm interviewing somebody. And so my days go very fast. I, I, it feels like often I sit down at my desk and then, wow, it's, it's five o'clock. It's time to be done. So I need to have a, a schedule, uh, usually around Saturday, sometimes Friday every week, I'll work on my schedule for the next week. Sometimes, you know, by necessity, um, I, I have that planned out already well ahead, especially if I'm doing pulpit supply on those weeks, my schedule is totally different because I don't do any recordings and I don't write anything. I'm really focused on getting ready and practicing um, and all those things. So, you know what? There's a variety. There's a variety. And some days um, I have a meeting. It takes me out of the house or um, I have a meeting online and my schedule is totally different. Uh, So don't hear me say this is a hard, fast rule for Dave's schedule. 
uh, don't hear this as, you know what, you have to do these things. Uh, take some of these ideas, I'm going to say, and practice them. Put them into practice in your life. And I think you're going to find some help. But one thing before we get even further into this, I want to talk about the grace of God and productivity. If you're anything like me, you know, when I was uh, discovering some of these things for the first time and implementing them, you know, I thought, man, when I make a schedule, which we're going to talk about next, when I make a schedule, I need to have it down to the hour. Well, I found that personally, myself, very overwhelming. And so having blocks of time where I was going to get something done really helped me because uh, for me, things can happen. Uh, somebody needs to talk on the phone. Well, that takes time. Uh, and then I need to go back to doing uh, as much as I can. So what happens when, you know, that happens? Well, yeah, people are, I always say this, people are more important. You know, if, if you're a ministry, people, people are you know, really, you know, we're in the people business. So if you're not, you know, God-centered and people-focused, um, you're going to have a problem in, in ministry. And so I, I really try to emphasize that myself and practice that because it's really, really, it's really important. So if, if, if something comes up and I can't get everything done in my morning routine uh, schedule, I just let it go. The main two things I have to get done, I need to share posts and I need to go over posts. The rest of it is gravy. I mean, if I get it all done in the morning, I'm really happy. I'm like, man, this could be a really good day because you know what? Uh, I'm heading in, charging into the afternoon after lunch and uh, I'm ready to go. Um, my wife and I both work at home. So lunch is usually spent um, having lunch at the table or or in the front room here. Uh, at, at our house uh, together, uh, hanging out, visiting, and those kind of things. But the point is, is as you hear about these ideas about productivity, don't beat yourself up. Don't use these as a club. These are tools. Tools are meant to be used. Tools are meant to be utilized. Tools can be helpful to help you be more fruitful and more effective in whatever job or ministry you might have. So hear that, and also hear Romans 8.1, which tells us there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So if you're beating yourself up, just please stop. Uh, you know, Take some time to think through these things. Take some time to implement these things. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, you are in ministry, or you write, or you podcast, or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. So I've kind of already given you my schedule you know, uh, seven or 8 a.m. to noon. Sometimes, you know, some of the interviews, especially if I'm going to be on national radio on the East Coast, I got to be up at three o'clock in the morning because, well, uh, they start at, they start at six or 7 a.m. and I'm three hours behind. And so, uh, or they're, they're three hours ahead of me, I mean. And so that takes time. Uh, so I'll usually have a shorter day, usually off at two, or I'll go back to sleep for a bit. Uh, after that, so that I feel more rested. You gotta, you gotta make a schedule. You gotta have a schedule. And scheduling, it's not only vital for your day, for your work. Uh, a schedule can apply to with your if you have kids. Um, for a husband and wife to have a routine. Who's gonna do what chore? Um, who's gonna vacuum? Who's gonna clean the bathroom? Who's gonna do dishes? Who's gonna cook? On, who's going to feed the, the, the animals? Who's going to mow the yard? Uh, having a clear schedule is is really vital for really everything in life. But again, give yourself some grace and realize at the end of the day, 
if if you worked hard and you did all that you could, uh, be thankful. Uh, that's what Paul says in First Thessalonians five. It's to be thankful for this is God's will for you in Christ. One big thing that um, has been really helpful for me, and I'm going to be honest, when we lived in Idaho, my office, <laughs> some of you might remember this because I posted on social media, my office in Idaho was a disaster. I, I not only had in that house, I had seven or eight bookcases in my office. Um, I have bookcases, many book, more bookcases than you see back behind me if you're watching the video in my in my garage and we're gonna get some more because I have so many books um so what you see behind me that's uh that's not even scratching the surface you're some of you are like what how many books does I have uh probably I think seven or eight thousand at one time uh, between moving from um uh, I'll tell you moving from uh, uh Idaho to uh California and then you know, California to Oregon, I've got rid of some 3,000 books. So I, I have a lot of books and a lot of, most of them, the overwhelming amount of them are in the garage. But so in Idaho, my office was cluttered. It was a mess. It wasn't um, anything like it is now. In California, I got a little better. I had a closet, uh, but I treated the closet as a book bookcase. <laughs> so there were stacks of trash and books and even worse, uh, in Idaho, my closet was full of books. And so uh, when we moved, it took me hours. I mean, it took me a day or two or three. I think it actually took me a week to clean out that clean out that closet alone when uh, we moved. It was uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. So here in Oregon, my office is off the kitchen at our house. And so uh, and, it, and it doesn't have a door. We have a French door. So if you're watching the video and you, you see these blinds, uh, those move. <laughs> so behind those, behind the blinds are a French, two French doors, uh, one of which I open and the other is always closed. And so when I open those blinds, you know, anybody can see into my office. So I make sure that, you know, I, my office is clean and I vacuum it. I'm, uh, keep up with it pretty regularly. Um, I don't vacuum as much as I should, but it, it's life, you know. The point is, is organize your workspace. Uh, keep any needed resources that you're going to use. Uh, to the to the left of me, as I'm as I'm sitting here at my desk, there's a little cabinet that I got when when we moved in here to this house. And there, uh, in two of the two of the uh, shelves in there, two of the spaces in the cabinet, I have books, books that I'm using for various resources and articles or books or whatever. I, I try to keep books on the floor to a minimum. So to the left of me on uh, on to, on the floor, there's a few books, but I have those neatly organized and and those kind of things. And I also have some books that are on my desk, but the point is, is keep your desk organized. If you're working from home, you know, you might like to have a standing desk. Uh, that'd be a good thing to stand up, uh, to get some exercise, take some time um, to stand up. That There's plenty of evidence out there about uh, getting active and staying active and don't just stay seated in your, in your seat. So, you know, uh, during my breaks, um, which I, I, I should have those scheduled as well, but I don't 
to be honest with you, you know what? I, I'll walk around. I'll do some exercising. I might even go take a walk for 15, 20 minutes. And, uh, but, but have your space organized. Have the work that you're going to do. Have it organized. Have, it, have, have some, uh, don't have it be a mess. That's really, really an important thing. It's going to help you to be more productive. Uh, keep your, if you, if you work uh, on a laptop or a desktop, keep the desktop organized. Like if I was to show you my desktop, I have folders for every single thing. And even in those folders, I have other things. Some people, you know, are like, man, I don't know how you stay so organized. And, but this is, this goes back to the first point about being disciplined. Uh, if you're going to work and especially from home or, or you're going to be self-employed, you got to really, or in any kind of vocational ministry, uh, one of my pastors says, you know, people in ministry, they go into ministry to hide, <laughs> you know, it attracts because you're, you're always, you work by yourself. You're, you're alone a lot. Uh, and, and you need to be disciplined. So being organized is so vital. And any resources that you're going to use, have those available. Uh, another thing, work smarter, not harder. That means find, find what works for you best for your work. Don't make your job or your work harder than it needs to be. One thing that's really helped me in, in the last few years is, is this thought that I've had, work ahead to stay ahead. So I'm always, this is one of the reasons why I have recording on, on my list of things to do every day. If I don't get to it, that's okay. Because I'm usually at least a week or two ahead, sometimes more. But I'm trying to work ahead to stay ahead. So I'm scheduling interviews ahead. I'm, I'm working ahead on book projects. I'm, I, I've got a schedule uh, of the podcast and the things that are going to happen. I know what books are coming out and when they're coming out. Um, so that I have an idea of when they're uh, happening. This requires, the idea undergirding this is really intentionality and purposefulness. And so working ahead to stay ahead. Now, for some of you, if you're doing sermon prep, you're not going to be able to stay ahead. Some of you are working on your sermon uh, out of necessity because you had, you had a funeral, you had, uh, you had Bible study on Wednesday, and, and you had counseling. And so you hear work ahead to stay ahead. Uh, Dave, uh, you're killing me, you know, but the idea of it is keep working, keep working. Uh, if you have a sermon series, for example, one idea is have that planned out, know what text you're going to work on, get some work as much as you can ahead. If it's possible, uh, this is a good idea for me. This helps keep the stress down. And for me, um, I can struggle when I'm really stressed with anxiety. And so working ahead to stay ahead, it helps keeps me, keeps me uh, disciplined. It keeps me focused on, on the tasks that I need to do. Um, and it helps me also at the end of the day to lower my stress, to stay ahead and to stay productive. So you're going to have to think through what that looks like for you. I'm just sharing that's what works for me. Uh, if you are a podcaster, you're an author, you're a writer, here's, here's something for you, or you know you do any kind of teaching, make a list of ideas or content or other things you want to do. Or maybe you have a list of questions that people have asked you and you want to answer those questions. Do that. Uh, that will help you to have some idea. If you have guests in mind, if you have topics in mind that you want to write on or speak to, uh, keep those in a in a word file. That's what I do. It helps. 
Uh, so I have a, I have a word. Uh, I have, well, I use Evernote as well. Um, and I have a whole note in Evernote on book ideas and those kind of things and uh, subjects in which we want to cover for our magazine and on and on. Uh, those These things help you to stay organized and uh, disciplined and focused on the things that you have to do. One big thing in the last couple of years, in fact, even longer really, is rest. Some of you might wonder, do I actually sleep? Um, or are you like Joel Beakey, who... You know, I, 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 I have talked to Joel Beakey. I'm not speaking for Joel Beakey, but it seems like a guy like Joel Beakey or Albert Muller, do they sleep? Um, I don't know. You know, the, the sheer amount that they, uh, you know, produce is amazing. For me, I'll, I'll be honest, if, you, if my wife was in the room right now or we were, on a, we were on a recording on Zoom together and I was to ask her, does, does, do I need eight hours of sleep? She would tell you, yes, she would tell you, yes. So if you're a local friend and you go and ask my wife, does Dave need eight hours of sleep after you listen to this or watch this? The answer is yes. Meaning that I, I don't do well when I have, you know, four or five or six, uh, hours of sleep. Uh, you know, I, I, I will often take a nap because I need the, I need the rest. I need eight hours of sleep. I need some downtime after work to rest and relax and to recover Especially on the weekend, on Saturdays, uh, we both sleep in. Usually, uh, we we usually push it right to the limit of how far we can sleep on a Sunday morning. Even um, usually, that's eight thirty or eight forty-five, uh, and, and so that we we have a, as much time to sleep. Even though we're probably going to take a nap after church anyway, but uh, we push it usually right to the limit. Because uh, our church starts about ten o'clock usually, so this these kind of things help. And one big thing that's helped me, especially even in the last probably two years, is is realizing you know what I'm still going to do forty hours or fifty hours a week. So if I'm really really tired, uh, take a nap, uh, take take a break, uh, even be okay with you know re- resting. Some of you wonder, does Dave relax? I can tell you, I do. In the, in the afternoon, in the evening, there'll be some times when I'm just really ti- particularly tired. And so I'll take a break and then I'll come back to it the next day. Uh, especially this has become really important on the weekends to not do too much on Saturday or Sunday. Although I will work on a, on a Saturday, but, but, but not as long as I normally would. And the reason is, is come Monday, I, I notice this when I'm relaxed on Saturday, or even for the most of the day and Sunday, I really feel much more rested. I feel that uh, when I sit down at my desk, I'm I'm ready to get back to work. I'm you know I'm I'm well rested. This this is really really important to have a day off where you're resting, where you're relaxing, where you're doing something that you enjoy. Whether spending time well, do spend time with your family. Let that be a priority. Spend time with the Lord. Uh, spend time you know uh, doing something that you enjoy. This will help. It'll help you to be productive. Um, it's also really, really critical for just just your well-being. If you just work and work and work and push yourself as hard as you can, over time, you're going to burn out. This is a lesson that I have to keep coming back to. I have to keep evaluating in my life. Uh, I have plenty of people, thankfully, by God's grace, they ask me really good questions. And one of the questions is usually, are you resting? <laughs> so... Um, you know, when I went through, when my dear mentor Mike died, 
I went through biblical counseling, and one of the things that I really had to address in my life, to be honest with you, was rest. Um, being okay with taking a break, uh, taking the time I needed to take a nap and be okay with uh, coming back even the next day, or, or even being okay with not getting as much done. And so by God's grace alone over the last couple of years, I really have improved in this area. I still need to grow. I still need to, to work on it. But by God's grace, I'm doing much better at this. Now, I want to give you some resources. I mentioned that have been uh, one, one friend in particular. His name is Matt Perman. Um, he's written two books, uh, one of which I endorsed, so you know it's good. But uh, his first book was What's, What's Best Next? It's a, it is a great, great book that Matt has written here. I highly recommend it. It is chock full of not only scripture and good theology, but practical advice on being productive. So you might read that and you might be like, well, some of these ideas that Dave talked about in this episode are in this book. That, that's, that's the highest compliment I can give, right? I've learned and benefited so much from Matt. Uh, Getting Unstuck. His second book, it, his last book so far, it this book is so good. Um, I endorsed it. It is it is really practical. It it's really uh, helpful. Uh, over the last year or so, I've gotten to know Reagan Rose, and man, he has such a great ministry redeeming productivity. Uh, like Matt, he has lots of great biblical and theological and practical advice on being productive. Uh, we've had him on the show to talk about his book, Redeeming Productivity. It's a great book by Moody Press. I encourage you to pick it up and to read it. Uh, we just had, you know, our last episode was with Reagan Rose on his book, Well Done, A Strategy for Life Stewardship. I, I, I think it's great. It's really helpful. I know many of you found that episode to be helpful. If you haven't checked out uh, my, my episodes with Reagan um, or... Uh, yeah, both of them with Reagan. I sh- encourage you to check those out. They are available. Um, I'll link them uh, on on Servants of Grace uh, for this episode. So these are some uh, things: working smarter, not harder; resting, making a schedule; uh, all, um, organizing your workspace; working ahead to stay ahead. Uh, r- all these things. These are ideas that can help you. Uh, but remember, these are tools. Don't use them as clubs. Remember the grace of God. Have the right priorities. Prioritize your personal growth in Christ. Utilizing the means of grace. Reading, studying, meditating, memorizing on the word. And the corporate means of grace. You know, the preaching of God's word. The fellowship, fellowshipping with God's people. Taking the time to, to enjoy uh, friends from church that you're getting to know. And so much more there. Focus on... You know, next on on growing in your marriage, be a you know focus on your marriage, focus on growing in open and honest uh, communication, talking about like we talked about with Reagan, you know budgeting and having a plan of attack for how you're going to have finances. But but even there, the goal is is to grow in friendship with your spouse. Um, this is so vital for marriages, especially. Uh, I can't say enough. All of these things. They can help you to be more effective. They can help you to grow in character. They can help you to be more effective, but you need to have the right motivation. The right motivation is to be focused, laser focused on the glory of God in Christ revealed in the word. There's a lot more I could say about all these things. 
these are some things that, you know, especially the practical ones that I shared, practical advice. These are some things that I'm always thinking through, always working on, always aiming to improve. You know, these are things that all of us can work on. All of us have a lot of room to grow. As I mentioned with Reagan, ask your spouse, how are you doing at these things? You know what? That's a, that's a, that, that communicates something to your spouse, inviting a few close friends, even how am I doing at this? Um, you know, the, in these areas and these things, these kind of things require humility, uh, and they require a willingness to listen, to be slow to speak as scripture says, um, and quick to listen. These things are vital. They're important, but the goal of it again is the glory of God to be motivated by the glory of God. Don't be, uh, don't be motivated by clubbing yourself over the head utilizing these tools as a club instead of as a tool, a a vehicle, an instrument to help you to be a more effective servant of Christ, wherever you're at in your vocation, wherever you're at in your ministry, whether you're a pastor or a layman, you're a, you're a professor or wherever you're at. uh, These can be tools that can help you in your toolkit to help you be more effective. Well, I want to thank you for as always listening or watching this episode of the Equip You in Grace podcast. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.